Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing, no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com. Oh, what the hell? That's not what I wanted oh, to do. Yep. Hello, hello, everybody. <laughs> hey, Shelly. Hey, Eric. How are you hey, today? Jason. I am well. Hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, Eric. Hey, Shelly. Thank you very good, much for joining and, and allowing to, to participate, right? So I do really appreciate and uh, Shelly, we've been knowing each other for many, many, many years, right? I don't even want to oh, count because every time woman is getting younger, so I do not want to reveal how long we know each other. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm going backwards. <laughs> We're going backwards all the time. We're doing that, right? So more likely exactly. the most important thing is doesn't matter what, we know that you are very, very successful real estate investor, educator, mentor, and person who knows quite a lot in my personal opinion uh a lot a lot a lot about real estate investing so that i do not want to read it from from you know from the slide but everybody are encouraged to participate and read it right and we will switch to another slide and then we will start the conversation and uh, our good friend Jason Meyer will help us to, to talk, chit chat, etc. And I believe it, that will be very, very appealing and exciting conversation, right? So, okay, sounds great. Good. So, let's sounds switch. Good. Let's switch. Okay, 20 years. Wow. No, that's telecommunication industry, right? Yeah, but I've got uh, 17 years as a real estate investor this year. Okay, it's have, unbelievable. Oh. I can't believe oh. how, how, yeah, I mean, where did that time go to? <laughs> so yeah, I started to hide that. <laughs> I, well, thank you very much. You were trying to protect me, were you? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, I started this little adventure in real estate investing back in 2001, um, you know, back in Regina, where uh, Jason's at right now, my little, you know, old stomping ground. So, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how time flies when you're having fun. Okay, so today's presentation workshop uh, interview is more likely to talk about your real estate investing experience journey, right? And identify to pe people how they are influenced by your working with you. And that's the primary goal, right? So right. Uh, I know that you were investing short period of the time in the hood. I'm just, this is my personal question. How did yeah. it work? And can you just give me us idea how, uh, I cannot say crazy, but what is the similar word? <laughs> uh, motivated or excited about doing real estate investing with the first years of your investing? Just can you elaborate a little bit? Because that is the story. Everybody should hear it. I'm telling you straightforward. So, okay. So, 
Karen, I started this um, business with my friend, good friend, Carol mm -hmm. McConaughey. And Carol and I used to work together at the phone company. And uh, when we got into this business, we didn't have any money to start real estate investing, but we had taken a severance package from our company and, and needed to go on and do something different with life. And both of us had had an interest in doing real estate investing. So we thought, well, let's try it. So we took some training, invested in our education and our future by taking some training and got a good foundation on, you know, how to invest in real estate. And then we took a look around our market and we were living in Regina, uh, Saskatchewan at that time. Um, and we looked around and realized we could buy houses pretty cheap at that time. That was back in 2001. I could buy little houses between twenty and $30,000. And I had uh, investors who were selling these properties who were motivated to sell them and move on to other properties themselves. So they helped us with uh, vendor financing or seller financing through VTBs, vendor take-back mortgages. And uh, we also went out in a very short period of time and we're able to obtain credit with credit cards and lines of credit because we had good um, had good jobs at the phone company and we had good credit. We were able to go out and get all this access to all this lines of credit and everything. So we had about $260,000 that we could go in and we tried a, a variety of different strategies. Vendor take back where we got the seller to hold the down payment and then we got financing and then or we went in and bought them cash off of line of credit renovated the properties forced up the value and refinanced and held them so that was like a buy fix and hold strategy and that's how we got into the hood because we could get in cheap now the, when you're getting into what we call the hood affectionately um, it's low income rentals and the predominant tenant profile that we had there was um, tenants that were on social assistance or government subsidization for their rent. And most of our tenants that we, the ideal profile for us at that time was single moms with a couple of little kids. And we bought houses close to the elementary schools in the hood uh, that would accommodate and be attractive for that tenant profile to come and rent from us. Now it was, when you get into low income housing, it comes with some of its own inherent challenges. Um, in that particular case, we had a very transient tenant base. They moved around a lot, and so they would stay with us for a few months and then move someplace else and whatever. And um, that's not the kind of housing that you get into and hold for 30 or 50 years. It's the kind of housing that you get into because you get in with a lower price point and you have better cash flow usually on average. And so as a result, it's a good way to get started. So when we bought those houses, we knew we were only going to keep them for like five years. And we only we didn't keep them quite five years. We got in, kept them for a couple of years, made a nice little cash flow, had great income coming in, and then we decided to sell them and move on, which most investors do. You start out with you know, lower end single family, move up to some better stuff, move up to some small multi-units, then to larger multi-unit commercial. So there's kind of a transition, usually for most people, depending on where you come in. And we came in, you know, without a whole lot of money to get into this business and it was successful for us and it worked well. And the first year we bought 48 houses in Regina 
and uh, 48 units, I should say, most of them single family homes, but we had some smaller multi-units as well. And we also bought 48 units in Gatineau, Quebec. And those were higher end, um, kind of working class neighborhood uh, houses and uh, some small apartment buildings. Very good, well, that's awesome. Um, so Shelly, uh, one of the purposes of this interview today is to hear about your experiences in real estate as an investor and to identify the people who influenced you in your career and I guess, and and what you've learned from those experiences, you know, that's helped you become successful. Well, that's a great, great uh, question, Jason. I'm really glad you asked me because um, I've been very, very fortunate to have a lot of support and coaches and mentors that helped me throughout my life. I have always been a very independent person, even when I was a little kid. And just ask my parents how frustrating that was for them <laughs> sometimes. But <laughs> I had I had the ability to have very good support from my family. And I was raised in a very large family unit. Um, my My parents had five children, I'm the oldest. And my mom came from a family of 12. My mom and my dad came from a smaller family of only two, but we were always involved with family. There was always people around us. And I had great, uh, you know, leadership within there. And especially from my two grandmothers, both of my grandmothers, my father's mother and my um, mother's mother had been very strong women who had gone through a lot in their life and were just great, you know, great, um, solid, you know, down-to-earth people who gave really good advice. And, you know, they were, they were kind of like the matriarchs of those families. And, and we always just felt that, you know, we we're always kind of taken care of and, and that there was always somebody there to go to if you needed anything. And I knew at any point in time, either one of my grandmothers, if anything in my life happened, I could go to them and, and have that support. And that's just the whole nucleus of my family is just the way it is. I was very blessed to have that. And when I started working at Sastel, I'm my parents really instilled in me a great uh, sense of work ethic. And so I started working at the phone company um, you know, I was, I was very determined to better myself all the time. So I started taking night classes, started doing different things. I started to get recognized within my management team as somebody that had ambition, who wanted to do something different with their life. And I got promoted, you know, within the organization to do different things. And as I evolved, I started you know, at the phone company in a smaller city called Swift Current, Saskatchewan. And then I moved into Regina, which was the center, you know, the head office of this cor corporation. And um, I soon, you know, got asked for promotions and, and uh, to do different projects and give me lots of opportunities. And through that, I had a, a series of about three really solid uh, coaches and mentors that helped me in that bit when I was in that business and they just gave me some really good advice along the way that helped me um, become a better person but also helped me you know with some tools to help me 
deal with stress and business and you know multiple things and just gave me lots of opportunities to continue to grow and stretch myself and uh, when I decided to leave the phone company and as I mentioned Carol and I started working together um, I value Carol is one of my, she's one of my best friends. We didn't know each other that overly well, but we've become, you know, best friends. And um, she has a different skill set than I do. And the two of us together, I think we're a pretty dynamic team. We each had skill sets that were strong that could complement each other. And that's what helped us move things forward. So she was very instrumental in helping, you know, move this business going forward. And we also hired a coach and a mentor with uh, our training program. And that coach and mentor was somebody who'd been in the business for a long time, had lots of experience in both Canada and the United States. And both Carol and I had wanted to invest in, in the United States, you know, right from day one, we knew that that was where we wanted to go as well. And he just really, you know, gave us some good counsel, you know, helped us analyze deals to make sure we're making, you know, good sense. And I just felt that that was probably one of the most valuable things. If we wouldn't have taken that training and got that mentor, Carol and I would have still done this business. We were just very motivated, driven people. And we decided we were going to go forward. And uh, But by taking that training, we escalated our business ahead, leaps and bounds over anybody else that we'd met in Regina. Um, a lot of the guys that we worked with that were other investors, they had bought, you know, 40 or 50 units, but it had taken them 10 or 15 years to do that. We bought 96 in about eight months. And, you know, at one point we were buying 10 houses a month. It was just crazy. But we were able to escalate and grow way faster. And we needed that because we'd taken the severance package and, you know, left our jobs, our very good paying jobs, and needed to get some income coming in pretty quick. So I just feel that those were some of the catalysts, those people that have coached and guided me all through my whole life. I've been just truly blessed to have those people with me. And still to this day, I have people that I work with that are coaches and mentors. You always got to keep, you know, sharpening the saw. Very good. So, so what was the biggest contribution to your professional success? Uh, well, really, I think of my professional success, you mean as a real estate investor? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, you know, I think... Yeah, if you want to talk about different topics, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as a real estate investor, um, I think... You know, first of all, taking the training was something, again, that escalated and, you know, uh, helped us move forward. Uh, number two was getting the mentor. But number three was really all of those combined together really made us look at business differently than we did before. You know, when you work for somebody else and, you know, I worked at the phone company, very progressive company. Um, you know, it's now a billion-dollar company. They, I had great opportunities for training and development, worked with very good people. But when you work for somebody else, you're helping them build their business. But when you start working for yourself, you need to look at how you can build your own business. And once I started, you know, took, in the, took some of the training and worked with a coach and a mentor, I realized that there was a whole lot more out there that was opportunities and there were so many ways to put together deals 
and it really was stretching your mind outside the box. And I'll tell you that at this point in time, when I look back over my career as a real estate investing investor over the last few years, I'm just amazed all the time. And I talked to Carol and some of my other investor friends about it, about you know how much I know now compared to what I did when I first started, and how many different ways there are to do deals, and that I just do not think the same way that I did before. I just think totally different um, about things. And when people started bringing things up to me, then it's like, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of that? And I really, you know, love the fact that I still have opportunities in this business to, to grow. Because there's no way you possibly can know everything about this business. No way. And I'm, and I don't believe in such things as guru. So I don't think I'm a guru just because I, you know, do coaching and mentoring. I just think that um, I have some experiences that I can share with other people, and I love an opportunity. I'm really passionate about helping other people grow and develop uh, themselves. And so that really, those were kind of the three things that helped me get going. And I just really changing the way I thought and looking for the opportunity there. It's it's like, you know, I, we always talk about the glass half full. That's the kind of person I've always been. And every time I see something, there's an opportunity. It doesn't matter what it is. When the phone rings, opportunity is calling. Very good. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I see a lot of passion from you, Shelly. We've been knowing for a long time, right? And yes. Just, just, you know, like I cannot, I cannot say much, you know, like so many compliments about yourself, but I can tell you one thing. Shelly is the most dedicated human being I have ever met in my life, except my myself and my wife. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you better bring 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 Kasha in there. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Yeah. She's a wonderful person. And well, you have the second. Please go ahead. I was just going to say, I always uh, I feel very blessed that I have. Um, you and Kasha is friends of my life for sure, as well as, you know, Jason I've met more recently. But, uh, you know, I think good team, good group of people to work with. And I like working with good people who are motivated and, you know, want to improve and move things along and help other people. So Definitely. You've been doing a lot of presentations for, for our organization, right? And, you know, you are number two member, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've been here since day one with Eric, and, uh, you know, there certainly is no one as dedicated to helping the uh, investors as Eric is, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, right? Just to let yeah. anybody know, everybody know, I have asked Shelley, should we start the organization? And after her, you know, encouragement we we start up canada reset investors club then you know we've been running on us for quite long time 12 13 years already wow i know i know younger. yes exactly <laughs> we're getting younger every year <laughs> right jason get the notice right we have a mark yeah. online well pretty soon we're going to be as young as jason good good <laughs> <laughs> well you don't have that far to go anyway i mean it's, it's pretty close <laughs> Hey, you are in the diapers, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, give it time. I think you guys will get there too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Something so to look forward to. Mark, guys. Mark? <laughs> Hi, Mark. Hi. Good afternoon, Shelly. 
Mark Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Thank you for taking your time for this presentation. Um, really appreciate it. Um, I was, well, so uh, here's my question. I'm amazed of what you said that uh, coming out from the corporate world, you take your business uh, straight from the top, taking multiple properties uh, in just eight months. And I am curious, what did you do in the corporate business that could have helped you uh, propel uh, your real estate business to just that short term? All right, well, that's a very good question. You know, I think that's one thing that people don't, that people overlook about themselves. So, you know, Mark, you, for example, you have business experience prior to getting into real estate investing. And as did I, I worked for the phone company and I had worked my way up into kind of like a middle management position at the organization. But um, through my business experience, I learned about uh, budgeting and um, I knew how to use some technology, you know, computers. Um, I also had, you know, been access to some management training and stuff like that. But not everyone has to have that to get going in your business. But you, at some point in time, you do need to go out and find some of those skills because you're now, when you leave your job, you now are setting up your own business and you need to have a good appreciation of what business management's all about. So I think all of those skills and abilities that I had when I worked for the other, the phone company were transferable into my new business. And everybody that gets into this just needs to look and go, well, what am I good at doing? Everybody has something that is their strengths, their communication style, their you know management style, whatever. How can I bring that and leverage that in my new business? And where are my gaps? What do I need to know about? I needed to know about how to um, analyze properties. So I took the training, got up and running, and away I went. And then I've learned about accounting and you know software tech uh, tools to help me grow my business. I learned about marketing. I, you know, there was things that I needed to go out and find information on. So for anyone out there that's listening, just you all have strengths. Build on your strengths. Look at where you, their gaps are and find out how to fill those gaps. Does that help, Mark? Yes, yes, Shelley. Thank you. That's a question. Okay. Thanks, Good question. Uh, so, Shelly, with, with the 17 years of investing experience that you've had, what are maybe a few lessons that you can, you know, help us with? A few lessons that you've learned from the people who have helped you, uh, mentors, uh, you know, coaches, you know, that have given you potential life lessons over the years and helped you along the way? Okay. Well, probably the one thing that um, I would recommend is that um, – doing due diligence. I got involved fairly early in my career through with some people that were referred to me by other people that I trusted. And I didn't do as much due diligence on them as I should have. And I didn't understand enough about a couple of the procedures that they were doing. And as a result, it ended up coming back to kind of haunt me afterwards. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm much more uh, cautious about who I'm working with. Um, and I've had, you know, I've had great business partners. 
you know, Carol and I have been an anomaly. We've been together, working together for 17 years. It's, and we still do things together, but I do things on my own and I have other improper partners. But that would be probably one of the, the things that I would recommend. Uh, the other is to get an appreciation of, um, you know, the tools that can help you analyze deals quicker and easier, um, things that you can put in place to help build a system. Because that's really where you uh, gain your efficiencies and where you can become better and better. And that, um, you know, that takes a little bit of time to get those things in place. And when I started, um, I do training now on how to invest in real estate. And I've taken all the things that I've learned over the years and put them into my system that I trained to somebody else. And so it's always a matter of tweaking and getting better and finding out what other people are doing and not being afraid to ask. And, you know, it's okay to say that I don't know or I'd like to learn more about that as you go along. Because, again, I was very independent and at some points I didn't want to I wanted people, I didn't want people to think that I, you know, was, um, was unknowledgeable, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So is that kind of something along the lines of, uh, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't, you know, just get out there and try things. And then like you're saying, tweak things as you're going. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, you just got to keep on moving ahead. So, you know, I mentioned that we had some people that we worked with that we didn't do enough diligence on. Well, that didn't stop me from continuing on with my business because I believed deep down that I could do this business no matter what and I would just keep plugging away. And I think one of the things here is I always go back to the story of the tortoise and the hare, right? Slow and steady wins the race. And if you keep focused on the end result of what you want for you and your family, and just keep moving forward little bits at a time. And the, and the road is never straight. It always meanders wherever. Um, but you just got to keep moving forward. Persistence, persistence. And taking action. And you got to believe in your head and your heart that you can do this business. And this game is played in your head, really. If you have any doubts about yourself, then you're going to hesitate to go forward. And you got to have somebody who's there to support you and keep you going forward and telling you that you can do it and just like never ever give up and that in fact that's one of my signs <laughs> on my wall in fact yes that's the one you can kind of see it you can't read it but it actually says never 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 give up and I have it on my wall in my office because some days it doesn't matter what business you're in um, and you know what job you're in there's days you think, God, what am I doing here? I shouldn't be doing this. Just remember, you have a goal. Keep keep looking that direction. Don't look back. You're not going that way. You're going forward. So, okay. So what kind of obstacles most of the people are facing while they want to become more successful in real estate? That's common. Everybody are having challenges in that side. Can you talk more about that, Shirley? Well, you know, probably some of the biggest challenges that people have is um, access to money and access to financing. Um, you know, for one reason or another, they may or may not have good credit. Um, you know, 
and the lending criteria has changed dramatically. People always ask me, how in the world did you buy 96 units when you first got started? Uh, well, it was a totally different time then than it is now. You know, we went through the crash of 2008, changed the whole uh, banking industry around the world. And now the banks are very, very hesitant. Um, and, you know, and so is the federal government in, in that matter about, you know, lending money, who they're lending it to, what the criteria is. So those are your biggest challenges. However, don't let that hold you back because there are always ways to find money. Uh, if you're doing a fix and flip, there's plenty of hard money lenders out there. If you're getting into joint to projects that require like a joint venture, there's lots of private money out there. There's lots of people with good credit who can come and help you get a mortgage on a property and you, you know, give them part of the deal or give them good, uh, you know, good return on their investment if they give you money. There's plenty of options out there. Don't let it hold you back. Um, and it's just, you just need to gain, keep working it, keep working it. Might take you a hundred deals before you get the one that clicks. And then after there, after that, the second one will be that much easier. Right. But you got to keep, you got to keep doing it. Plug in yeah. ahead. I absolutely couldn't agree anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all been there. Right, guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, you know, I guess the question would be is how do you know what you need to you know, need to be to be successful? I mean, is there any, you know, piece of advice that you could give that would help people understand what they need to do to be successful? Is that the, the hustle, the grind, the never give up that you had mentioned? Is that the, the, the biggest key you'd give somebody? I think that's number one. You got to have that, you know, persistence, believe that you can do it, believe in yourself and get out there. And, you know, number two is you need to start building systems to be successful. And, you know, so getting processes in place, tools in place that can help you shorten the time frame, help you make decisions quicker, that kind of stuff. And then work on building, uh, you know, doing a couple of other things. See, the keys that I always talk about, plus those two are number one, marketing. You're going to be marketing your business and yourself. You are your business. You need to be out there talking to people, telling people who are doing what you need to do. Number two is you need to be buy, you know, developing a buyer's list of people that can help you grow your business so you can sell things to whatever happens to be. And you need to be developing a joint venture partner and, and a private lender database. People who have money, who have credit, who can come in and help you with deals. If you work on those five things, those are like your key success things. So Shelley, can you tell us, you know, participants of that workshop and maybe future participants, what, uh, what drives you to be successful? You know, what gives, what takes? Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> good question. Um, I have a dream. Let me just put it that way. And uh, I actually have it. I have it in my wall on my, uh, in my office. I have this sign that says dream. Go confidently down the pathway of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined. And, um, and I have similar things all over my house. And, I, you know, I have that kind of motivation. And so 
that's what I, I think in order to be successful. You need to, you know, have a dream of where you want to go with you and your family. And um, you get a trust in God or the universe or whoever it is that you believe in that's out there that they will bring it to you when you're ready and when you need it. And it's just a matter of time to keep moving one step at a time forward with that. And that's really what will help you be you know, successful is you got to have that drive and that persistence to go out there. Now, I have always been a driven person. I've always been a much bigger thinker. And I like working with big thinkers. And, and I'm, you know, I'm a bit of an outgoing person. But that doesn't mean that you can't be successful if you're not outgoing. Everyone's success can be defined by them, not by me. And I, I really do believe that people need to look at, you know, internally, what is success for them? It's different for each and every one of us. The thing that I love about this business as real estate investors is that I have my dream and that's what will make me be successful, whatever it happens to be. But you can make this business anything you want it to be for you and your family. You can go out and buy one house, have the tenants pay it off for the next 20, 30 years, and have that as your retirement plan. You can buy one house a, week, um, a year for the next five or 10 years. You can go out and buy 300 or, you know, apartment buildings, commercial, whatever. But it's fine. If you only want to buy, you know, two houses or three houses, that is success for you. That is perfect. You don't have to worry about me and what I've done. And I don't like to sometimes tell people what I've done because people then, you know, try to emulate what you have and that might not be what they need. So they just need to sit down and figure out what is success for them and then work step by step, day by day to get themselves there. And if you're, even if you're still full, you know, full-time employed in your J-O-B, you'll find time because it's important to you. You'll find the time to keep yourself moving forward. And the other thing with that is, Find a group of people who support you and believe in the same things that you do. Not all your family and friends are going to be supportive of you as real estate investors. They're going to think, oh my gosh, that's a scam. You don't want to deal with tenants and all this kind of stuff. Don't worry about it. Go to a real estate investment club. Meet a bunch of investors. Get some new friends. Have people that are doing the same thing, that think the same way, and you'll find that team that will help you be successful. Very good. No, that's a, that's a great message. Um, so I, I got a question here and it's, you know, do you find that it's important to balance your success in your life? And if so, how do you balance your success and your, your personal life? Okay. The great question, Jason. Very, very good. You know, everybody has to have balance at some point in time. And what that is for each one of us is a little bit different. But you need to take time for yourself to recharge, you know, sharpen the saw, get back out there and do some things. So for me, I, uh, I have a lot of activities that I do throughout the, uh, the month. I have functions that I go to that are regular scheduled things with some of my friends. I get out all the time. I take in, you know, events that are happening around the city. I like to travel. And, um, you know, if I'm going out in the evening with some friends, my phone is usually turned off. 
so that I can focus and attend to my friends. And I really do, you know, take a look at my week and try to build in some time for myself because I am a bit of can be a bit of a workaholic, as I'm sure both of you know. And uh, <laughs> if I don't take that time, then I'm not doing myself any good. I need to take time off and, and do things. So summertime, one of my great releases is to get out and go golfing. I golf every week in a, in a ladies' league in Calgary, and I go out as much as I can with friends um, and uh, family members. I like to, you know, as I said, take in other events. I'm, I'm an artist, so I do craft-type creative stuff too because I need that as a bit of a balance with all the business stuff that I'm doing. And it's, it's important to build that in to your schedule. You know, plan that in advance, especially if you have a significant partner in your life or children, you know, you need to have time with them as well. Okay. Golfing. Really? Yes. I never tried golfing yet. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to have to go. Uh, why don't you go scuba diving with me the one day? Well, I've been wanting to go scuba diving. I have, I haven't got. Do I still need to get that form signed off by the doctor uh, to come with you? Yeah, but that company already closed the door. <laughs> no, that's too bad. But I'm, I want to go scuba diving. So you just uh, let's set a time and let's go do it. Let's do it. There's no problem, Shelly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I like snorkeling. I love to swim. So maybe what? Scuba diving is the next step for me, I think. Maybe one day, you know, everybody will go to Hawaii or somewhere. Yeah, we'll all go on a scuba diving trip. It, totally. It sounds great. Except I'm not going cave diving with you. No way. <laughs> I get, I'm claustrophobic just watching your videos, Yarek. Yarek's a bit of a adventure taker, risk taker there going into those little black, holes <laughs> <laughs> trust me i'm not crazy <laughs> so what what kind of message would you like to share and everybody to hear it about how they can learn from from your experiences from your success show that's very very important because people are you know driven and what would you like to tell all the participants um, you know, kind of reiterating back to what, uh, you know, I've already said, I guess, mm -hmm. is that uh, just believe in yourself. You can do this. You know, when I was working at the phone company, um, when I first started there, I was very introverted. And when I made the move into uh, Regina from Swift Current, I took on a training um, position. And I became uh, a much more outgoing and I did, you know, did a lot of public speaking and people who had known me before would never have believed that I would have done that. But I just had this passion to try new things and do new things and keep moving forward all the time and, you know, trying to get myself to, to be better at, uh, you know, for my own personal development. And so uh, when I was getting ready to leave the phone company, People had found out that I was taking the severance package and people started asking me, what are you going to do life after SASTEL? And I go, well, you know, I don't know yet. And I hadn't quite decided. I'd given my notice quite a while before I actually was done work. 
And then Carol and I had gotten together and decided we were going to dry some things together. And we thought we'd get into real estate investing. So then just before I was leaving, I started telling people that I was, you know, going to do real estate investing and real estate investing. And people, you know, kept asking me, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And then, you know, one day someone said, well, okay, so you're going to do real estate investing. How are you going to do real estate investing? And I looked at him, I said, you know what? I said, I have absolutely no, no idea. idea. No idea. Because I hadn't even taken the course yet, the, the initial, you know, kind of three-day course that kind of kicked it off. But I said to them, and they said, well, aren't you scared? And I said, yeah. And I said, however, I'm scared, but I'm also excited because I was really pumped about leaving my J-O-B. And I had actually planned on leaving about 10 years before, and then I kept getting promoted and and all these things kept happening, all these opportunities, and I and I just kept staying. And finally, it was like, okay, you got to fish or cut bait. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? And I decided, I'm going. This is it. And uh, so when they asked me that, I just came back and said, as I said, I have absolutely no idea. But I do believe in my head and my heart that I will figure it out. And I think that is the motto for entrepreneurs. I'll figure it out. Because you know, there's so many different opportunities that come your way as a real estate investor. And you're going to get something that comes your way that, you know, what we do is we're problem solvers. And people are going to bring a property to you that has a problem that you've never dealt with before. And you'll just figure out a way to work through it, you know, through talking to other people, talking to your lawyer, your accountant, whatever you need to in order to get the deal done. And at the end, you're going to go, wow, hey, I learned a lot going through that. So trust, again, that you'll figure it out. You don't have to know everything uh, when you decide to get into this. When you need to know something, you will figure it out and find out who's the best person to help you, your coach, your mentor, your lawyer, your accountant, whoever's on your power team that's going to help you with that they're going to be the ones that'll, you know, help you take those steps forward. So just go for it. Try it. Believe in yourself and see what happens. You'll be shocked. Like I can't believe where my life has gone in 17 years to where I am now. Because I don't only just do real estate, I do lots of other things as well. Because through my real estate connections, I have met people in such a diverse business opportunities over the years that I just can't possibly go back to the person I was when I left the phone company. Just there's no way. There's no 17 years. You are 22 only. <laughs> I know because I'm going backwards. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very powerful message. Very powerful message. You know, to be able to tell everybody here that, you know, that's listening to, to keep pushing forward, never give up on your dreams and goals. Um, and that being an entrepreneur, it's it's not a simple cookie cutter, you know, or a recipe. You know, it's there's always going to be challenges, and you just got to keep moving forward. Um, you'll hit a roadblock constantly. You'll move one step forward, and two blocks will smack you in the head. But you got to get over them. And as I mean, if you keep moving forward, that's where the pot of gold is. And in, uh, you're getting Absolutely. there. You're, you're either getting there, or you've already got there. I'm not sure, Shelley. That's a, that's in your goal and vision. <laughs> well, you know when. When you're goals driven, you're always 
creating new goals to push yourself the next level, right? And keep yourself moving forward. So, you know, we had some, Carol and I had some goals the first year and we kind of blew them away within the first eight months. And it was like, okay, well, we better set some new ones. <laughs> and, and so you're constantly pushing yourself to move forward. But the other thing too, that uh, I want to highlight here is that it's not just me either by myself. It's my, me and my team of people. And, um, I work with, you know, I have a lot of friends and family that come in and invest with me. And my goal is to give them, you know, a good return on their investment and stuff. I want to give back and help other people that I can, you know, bring along with me through this journey that are also of like mind and, and, uh, you know, goals and that we can all be successful. So it's not just about me being successful, it's about how can, you know, Jason and Yarek and Shelly work together and all three of us be successful together. I think that's important. Plus, I need to get more entrepreneurs out here that can go golfing with me, you know, because <laughs> I want to have more opportunity. <laughs> I'm going to get you on the golf course, Yarek. Uh, convince me, I'm in. Okay. I, I love, I love, you know, adventure, right? So I love doing something which, you know, makes you think out of the box and challenge yourself, right? The same like in the business, that's the same in real estate, right? And in the personal life, right? And right. I can add it, I believe that you can agree with me, the real estate investing is one of the most user-friendly, human-friendly, people-friendly business. Everybody knows each other, they're supporting each other, and without their help, interaction, or access to the team, you will be not successful. You cannot be one person, uh, business person, right? Can we agree right. about that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Jason, it's all yours. Shelly, it's all yours now. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, and that's part of the reason why I'm here today is that, you know, thank you very much, Yarek, for inviting me to come and, and, you know, Jason to be here as well. And is that, first of all, I respect both of you and enjoy working with you a lot. But I also, you know, want to have an opportunity to talk to other people. And, and as I said before, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping other people grow and evolve for themselves and their families and do things. So, you know, I just thank you for this opportunity to, to chat. And, and I think that, you know, you do a good job of trying to keep, um, you know, front and forward in front of the investor pool that's out there and help other people. You guys are, you know, driven to try to change things and make it easier and help build systems and communication tools and stuff to help people. So, you know, it's great. Uh, who doesn't want to be involved in something like that? Absolutely. Thank Absolutely. Shelly, I got one more question for me. You mentioned about, uh, you know, a mentor before. Can you tell me what a real estate mentor slash coach is and you know, just elaborate on that a little bit for us? Well, a mentor is somebody that comes and helps you, um, you know, move yourself forward. It's, we're kind of, we're there to push you and pull you a little bit to help you be successful. You know, as a mentor, when I work with, um, you know, my team of people that I'm coaching, um, I want to see, you know, where are you at 
What do you need? What What is going to help you move forward? And it's all about you. And how do I tailor this relationship that we have to you and your needs and where you're going and, you know, your market, where you're living, etc. And um, that's what we should be there for. And I'm there, you know, before I actually do the actual mentoring, we usually have some preliminary calls. Then we get together and do the mentoring meetings. And then after that, I'm still there to um, help people. And I really want to establish a long-term relationship with my coaching and mentoring clients. And, um, and I get calls all the time from my coaching clients that, you know, uh, they'll call me up, you know, six months or a year later. They've got in the middle of some deal. They don't know what to do. They just want to bounce something past me. You know, the other day I was talking to somebody who, you know, was uh, running into some challenges and then, you know, some people have some new deals. They wanted to analyze the deals, make sure they were making a good sound decision. So I, you know, whatever it kind of takes to get moving forward, that's what we're there to help you with. Perfect. I, I actually like what you were saying there because it goes back to the very beginning where you're saying do your due diligence. Um, right. And I, I have, I've met, you know, multiple coaches that it's, it's, they've got a package, a plan that they just put into place and you just follow that that plan, right? Um, mm -hmm. They don't custom tailor like you're mentioning right now where you, you get to understand where they're at and where they're, you know, where they need to go and, and you tailor to that need, which is absolutely fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So really that's what you need to do. You know, some people just want to focus on one thing. Some people want to have, you know, one they start with and then evolve into a second or third right away. Um, you know, so you just need to figure out what it is that they want to do and how we can make them be successful. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Can you, can you share some horror stories? <laughs> some horror stories? Uh, let me see. Uh, well, like I, I talked about um, uh, getting hood, in. Right? Uh, well, <laughs> the hood. <laughs> I have interesting stories from the hood. Um, people might think that they're horror stories, but I, I don't find them that bad. Um, I, I did get into a property in Detroit that when we bought it, uh, we knew there was an issue with the uh, roof in one location. And the rest of the roof was fine, but it, there was, um, you know, kind of a gully where the different uh, roof lines met and where the drainage would go, water would run down into the gutter system. And the gutter system had been, um, you know, had been detached. So we got in, patched that roof, got everything going, thought we had it resolved. You know, six months, eight months later, I'm getting a complaint from the tenant that there was, you know, it was water coming in there. Get back in, the roof's leaking again. Like, oh my gosh, what the heck's going on here? So I get the guy back out, fix it up again, think we got the problem resolved. The next thing you know, it's leaking again. It was just one thing after another regarding that roof. It was just silliness. And, um, and, it, I, and it, really, I can't remember what exactly the actual issue was, but it was, it was several things. And um, so we did finally get it resolved, and I ended up selling the property a couple of years later. Um, you know, I've had, 
the the problem I had when I first got started with the people that I didn't do the diligence on, we did have uh, some investors that we got involved with, and there was a team. There was a broker, a real estate agent, who was also a mortgage broker, and uh, an investor. Sorry, sorry, I wasn't. I was a accountant, a broker, and an investor. And there was this team, and they were bringing people together, and they'd found all these investment opportunities. And we went. This was in Gatineau. This is how we originally got started in Gatineau. And we went down. We bought some property. We had some very, very nice property. We were very fortunate. Um, what happened though was they started taking people's down there to invest. And they were selling them properties that weren't very good properties. And part of it was the seller misled this team of people and got them into properties they should never have gotten investors into because the guy basically lied and falsified documentation. Uh, so there was a fraud that happened. And these guys didn't know really what what that was about until after they got into it. And they got a bunch of investors involved in it. We weren't involved necessarily in owning those properties, but we had a couple of second mortgages through RSPs on those properties and found out afterwards it was mortgage fraud because the guy had given us falsified documents and the value of the property, had gotten an appraiser to go in and give us an appraisal at a falsified number, so it was actually mortgage fraud. So there's many different kinds of fraud here. And we ended up where the um, properties were not managed property properly and there was no income coming in. So there was no income to pay the second mortgages, let alone the first mortgages. And the properties ended up going into foreclosure. Now our second mortgages were anywhere between fifteen and $20,000. So it wasn't a huge amount of my RSPs that I was leaving, losing between Carol and I, but it was still money that we were losing. And there were just was when they were sold, because they had been so overvalued when they were bought, uh, when they were sold, there wasn't enough money to pay back those second mortgages. And the people who had them went into bankruptcy and a whole bunch of other stuff. So it was, it was a challenging time at the time because I was relatively new as an investor. It was my RSP money I was losing. You know, I was kind of panicked about it. And I look back now and I went, you know, I think, well, you know, really, um, we did what we needed to do to move on from that. And it was a lesson in that. And, um, but you know, when you have, you know, appraisals that come in, you, you think the appraiser is going to be good. And sometimes you need to have a second appraisal done just to make sure. So anyway, uh, we were very fortunate. The properties we got into were good properties and we were able to, you know, manage the properties, get income and eventually sell them, make, you know, some profit on those properties. But a lot of people got in and got hurt. They got, you know, properties that were no good and lost a bunch of money and had to file bankruptcy. And it was really, really a trying time to go through because these people, a lot of the people we got to know and become friends with that, you know, had lost all this money. And um, it was it was hard to see people go through that. And I, you know, count my blessings every day that it could have been a lot worse for me. Uh, you know, we did lose some money but we still did have properties that have value in them. So that's probably the biggest horror story that I've gone through at this point in time. But, you know, and little, you know, challenges with houses here and there are tenants, you know, 
like professional tenants who, you know, do things to stay in the property as long as they can rent free. Yeah. We will have to talk about those professional tenants at one point. Yes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good conversation to have at some point for sure. No, yes. Definitely good, good conversations. And we have a, quite a lot of knowledgeable, you know, people which they can talk about that topic, including Shirley, Jason and myself. Right. So. Right. Wow. And you, you found it out in that deal about the extra taxes from Quebec, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So coming from Saskatchewan and going to buy in Gatineau, Quebec, in Saskatchewan, we, you have a little bit of a land transfer tax, but it's very small. And they don't call it necessarily a land transfer tax, but there is this extra schedule of fees that you have to pay that you don't pay necessarily in Alberta. So we get to Quebec and we'd had the properties for uh, several months and I got a bill um, in French and I could tell from the French bill, even though I don't speak French, um, I could tell from it that it was a tax bill. So I phoned my property manager and I said, you know, are the pr property taxes coming due? And do you pay them, you know, in June in Quebec like you do in Saskatchewan? And he goes, yes, I do. And he goes, well, he says, the tax notices haven't come out from anyone else yet. And so I faxed him the tax bills. And the next day I go to the mail and I get another set of tax bills. And, I, and again, they're in French. Because in Quebec, uh, when you do anything, they send you a documentation and say, do you want this in English or French? And I would always check off the English. And then everything would come in French. And then you would, and then you'd have to phone them and get them to mail you out another copy in English afterwards. Even though I checked off every time that I wanted English, everything came in French. So I get the second set of bills. So I fax it off to my property manager right away. And then I get on the phone with them about half an hour later. I said, okay, I just sent you the second tax bill. And I don't understand why I have two tax bills because I realized that the numbers were different on the two bills. And he goes, okay, well, one of them is your property taxes, and that was the lower of the bills. And the other one was my uh, welcome tax. And I said, the welcome tax? What is the welcome tax? <laughs> and he said, well, that's the land transfer tax that you pay when you, when you buy property in Quebec. And I go, what? Whoa. Nobody told me about the welcome tax. <laughs> <laughs> and in Quebec, you don't pay the welcome tax at, um, or it's welcome tax or hello tax. I'm not sure it's one of the two, but anyway, it's land transfer tax. You don't pay it at closing unless you specifically request to pay it. You get a bill from the government a couple months later and you pay it after closing. Whereas every other province in Canada, you got to pay that when you close on the property. What am I doing getting this? And it was thousands of dollars that we had to pay like 18,000 bucks or something. And I'm like, what? And so we went back to him and we went back to the lawyer and everybody to say, what is going on here? Why were we not told about this? We had a mortgage broker. We had a real estate broker. We had an accountant and a notary, which is a lawyer in Quebec that deals with real estate. Um, not one of those four people told us about the land transfer taxes. And they all knew we were from another province. 
So I was really disappointed that we didn't hear that. Let me hear about it before. And then I had to scramble to come up with $18,000 because this is when Carol and I were in our buying frenzy and we had, you know, lines of credit and everything that we're using. So I had to go take some money off a line of credit to pay that. And, um, you know, it was totally unexpected. We had the money kind of earmarked for another project. So needless to say, then we had to rethink, you know, how we were moving forward kind of from there. But it was uh, it was an interesting <laughs> experience to go through. So if anyone is from Alberta or Saskatchewan going to any other province in Canada, make sure you ask your lawyer, lawyer or notary about the land transfer taxes because it's important to know about it. And we have some attendees from uh, Quebec. Also, oh, dear. Right? So, okay, yes, great. Great. <laughs> Hello. So they already know about it, probably. It's just us, you know, Westerners that were inexperienced when we went out there. <laughs> yeah, we're not used to that, that $18,000 bill. You know, exactly. A few hundred dollars exactly. here, there, not bad. Shelly, exactly. we got a question that came in from Juan. The question is, I would like to know how to get a mortgage approval as a corporation. Uh, okay, so it says, I'd like, to, I'd like to know how to get a mortgage approval as a corporation. As a bank is asking me, uh, that based on the mortgage approval will have to be under my name or my wife. That is the reason of having a corporation, but the mortgage broker said, no, it needs to be in a personal name. Okay. Well, I guess one of the questions, first question I have is, is the mortgage broker you're working with, uh, somebody that is a mortgage broker that works specifically with only one bank? Or does the mortgage broker work with multiple banks? Because if they work with multiple banks, then they should have access to other lenders that will do it in a corporation. And what I've found uh, recently is that some of the lenders uh, who don't want to do it in a corporation will consider doing it as a commercial loan. And then you can put it in your corporation. You know, be prepared on a commercial loan. You're going to have to pay a little bit extra in interest, but it should not be dramatically more. And in, there should still be cash flow in your property, but it will be a different different cost. So that could be another option to look at as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, I think, is that all that we have for the questions at the moment? Uh, looks like it. So we will wrap it up, right? Okay. Very Sounds good. great. Well, okay. thank you very much, guys, and and uh, you know my best wishes to everybody who's who's joined us today as participants. And uh, you know, I just wish you all the very very best with your investing career going forward. And uh, I'll hope for an opportunity to talk to you guys again at some point. Thanks, Yurik, and and uh, for inviting me to come. And Jason, it was great yeah. to have both of you. Uh, invite me to this session. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I'd just and like to throw out that if anybody is wanting to get a hold of Shelly outside of this event right now, her information is up there. So make sure you copy that info and uh, and you can reach out to her directly. Thanks again, Shelly. Great. And we are doing all the presentations all over, all the time, right? So Shelly, we are not going anywhere and whoever will be sticking with our organization uh, till we die, kind of, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> We're here. We're fixed. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, you have a great day. Absolutely. Thank Thanks, much. everyone. Take okay, care. Bye for now. Street Smart Real Estate Investing. Welcome to the new innovative concept of real estate investing. 
No more expensive courses. No more high-priced mentors taking your money and leaving you without ongoing support. Become a full-time seasoned real estate investor by participating with our already successful team members. Now is the time to stop talking about real estate investing and start doing. Take action. Just ask and we will help you. We promise one thing, no BS. For more info, www.streetsmartrei.com.